Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And happy Monday. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. We got you covered for Tonight's big Eastern Conference showdown with the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. Very big game there. Of course, a little DFS baseball, fantasy reality, sports grid 60. Every day, we're here for you, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sports Grid. Davis, hope you had a good weekend. It was a really exciting weekend, of course, on the golf course, which was a lot of fun for most, not for all, in the PGA Championship on that final 17 and 18 and also, things are uh, getting fun for the Golden State Warriors as they are on the doorstep of the NBA Finals. Yep, uh, the Golden State Warriors just proving to be too much for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I think there's a little bit of uh, – it, it was just very unlikely that the Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns. I, I do sort of feel like watching this series that the Suns losing was more about inadequacies on their front. And, you know, uh, you know the singular greatness of Luka Doncic as well, but – the Warriors are just very, very good. You know, they are nine deep with above average NBA players. Otto Porter Jr. gets banged up last night. Wiggins plays a ton. They get some quality minutes from Moses Moody, Draymond Green, you know, one of the best defensive players I think that we'll ever see in the NBA. Just just really too much for an undermanned Mavericks squad, which, by the way, don't forget, you know, they traded away their second-best offensive player, Kristaps Porzingis, at the trade deadline to get a first-round pick, and people thought that would make them worse this year, and now they're sitting here you know, in the Western Conference Finals. So I, I, I am not viewing this as a failure, particularly by the Mavericks. Yeah, and I, and I think Jason Kidd shares your sentiment, essentially, after uh, last night's game, watching some of that post-game, basically said, hey, look, this is just the beginning of the journey. Uh, with the team and the organization and they're you know going to try to win game four but whatever happens happens moving forward with them they kind of feel like feels sounds like they feel like they were playing with house money all along from this point uh forward all right let's get to our headlines here on the show as davis mentioned warriors just a game away from getting back to the nba finals uh, wiggins i thought in particular was was just huge for them yesterday and, and really has been huge since they acquired him um, and one more game, and, and they're headed to play who we don't know because the Heat plays the Celtics tonight. White Sox sweep their Sunday doubleheader in the Bronx. Of course, there was some controversy over the weekend with comments made by Josh Donaldson. Tim Anderson responded to that both verbally and physically by hitting a home run yesterday in that game. Justin Thomas wins the PGA Championship in a playoff. I want to talk more about this in just a sec. And the Browns re-signed Jadavion Clowney uh, to a contract. But Davis golf was really compelling down the stretch yesterday. And, uh, and look, you know, this is going to happen. It's happened before in championships, but I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, all right, at the very least, this guy Pereira is going to, you know, force himself into a playoff at some point. But I think that down the stretch, him failing cost him almost $2 million with just a couple of strokes. I mean, unbelievable finish there. And of course, congrats to Justin Thomas who wins in the playoff. I mean, it, you're right. It was unbelievable. And, you know, unfortunately, on Saturday, it, w- it was looking like a little bit of a snoozer. You know, we had Zalatoris and Mito Pereira, who were, uh, I believe, three strokes clear of the field. Fitzpatrick got up to uh, six under par on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just really bummed out for Rory McIlroy, honestly. He got to five under par on Thursday. Three days of even par golf from him, and he's in a playoff. And he he played, uh, he actually played well on Sunday as he normally does. But but Friday and really the Saturday round is what killed him. Um, 
and the weather had a huge impact, right? You know, it was very windy, very cold. They made the decision to not mow the greens on Friday morning. Then they did mow the greens on Saturday morning. I mean, the Saturday golf, I was thinking like, if I was out there on this course, I have no idea how I would approach these holes because it was like, you know, if you miss the fairway, then you are trying to stick it on the green, and these greens were so mm-hmm. fast. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good test of golf, but of course, you know, huge props to Justin Thomas, who just kept his head down, and you know, he he knew he wasn't going to be able to control what the other golfers were doing. He did everything in his control. I thought he played really well, and that playoff between Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris, I'm going to remember that one for a long time. I mean, JT could have birdied all of those holes. He played it very safe on the last hole because he knew that he was a stroke mm-hmm. up. But, I mean, every shot from JT in that playoff was was just dead perfect. Uh, that is that is very impressive stuff to do with, you know, literally a major championship uh, sitting there online. And, by the way, uh, I like the aggregate playoff. What, what, did, what did you think about the aggregate playoff versus sudden death? Yeah, no, I liked it. I thought it made it more interesting for sure. And and I got to tell you, I, you know what? Another big takeaway for me besides that yesterday was – I mean, Will Zalatoris may be the most underrated professional player in all of sports. Like, I mean, this guy is really good and never gets talked about in any of these tournaments. And he is well, all how right about, there in the end. How about, uh, how about this for a fact? He has gotten second in two major championships. He does not have a win on the PGA Tour yet. How about, how about that? Isn't that, like, really bizarre? Maybe it's because I'm only watching the majors, you know? I mean, I, I may, maybe that's it. I don't know. But it always seems like every time I'm watching one of these big tournaments, there's Will Zalatoris. He's coming up the final he's, – he's in the final pairing or something like that. So, I don't know. I feel like like we talk about John Rahm and we've talked about some others. I think in a year or two we're going to be talking about Will Zalatoris um, like Spieth was in the past too, like just at the top uh, of his game. But, uh, yes, very fun finish yesterday. I was glad I was able to watch it after I got back from the Marlins – and Braves game yesterday. All right, coming up next, it's the Eastern Conference Finals game tonight that I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in and will help you set a DFS lineup with the Heat and Celtics next. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, unlike the Western Conference in the NBA, it feels like the Eastern Conference Finals is going to go six or seven games. These teams seem to be pretty evenly matched, Davis, between Miami and Boston. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going back and forth here, both in the local media and the national media. Uh, You know, he pretty much dominated the Celtics in the last game, but the Celtics have just fallen apart in a few quarters, and that's basically cost them. Uh, you know, look, bottom line is that, I mean, I don't, I don't know, Davis, if the Heat have to make any excuses here. It's like they went to Boston. They won pretty convincingly. Uh, the odds makers are basically telling us it was a farce. I mean, Boston's six-point favorites again tonight. 
So, I mean, before we get into this DFS lineup, it, it certainly feels like while, while Boston statistically may be the better team and on paper, the way that things have gone, Boston may be the better team. I mean, the series is two to one. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been a, a couple fortuitous things that have happened for the Miami Heat, for sure. I mean, granted, they lost Jimmy Butler in the second half of Game 3. He is uh, reportedly good to go here for Game 4. But uh, I don't think we're going to get very many 3 of 14 games from the field for Jason Tatum. Uh, if, I, if I was a betting man, I would say that 3 for 14 with uh, 10 points, one three-pointer made, probably going to be the worst game of the season or worst game of the playoffs for Jason Tatum. Uh, and I also think the, the biggest adjustment that we're going to see tonight is no more Daniel Theis minutes. 11 minutes for Daniel Theis, way too much. He played 11 minutes, and Craig, he was a minus 13 in the 11 minutes that he played. He is far and away the worst player getting minutes in this series. You know, a, a, a bigger negative than Dwayne Dedman a bigger negative than Peyton Pritchard, a bigger negative than Derek. I mean, he just, he cannot be out there. Uh, I, and I get why Emma Udoka starts him. It's because you want to keep the rest of your rotation the same. So Robert Williams misses game three. You start Daniel Theis and you can have guys playing with the guys they're used to playing. Absolutely cannot do that. Uh, if Robert Williams is not able to play tonight, which he is listed as questionable for this game, then Grant Williams has to start. No, no way, no way around it. Grant Williams has to start. And I think that is a pretty big adjustment because Bam Adebayo in, in those aforementioned 11 minutes, he went nuclear pretty much the game. Uh, really it, it, considering the stakes has to be the best game of Bam Adebayo's career. 15 right for 22 down. from the floor, 31 points, six assists, four steals, 10 rebounds. And by the way, I, I still think Bam is going to be a problem if Robert Williams can't play because he, if he is going to play as decisively and as confidently as he did in game three, there's nothing Al Horford can do against him. There's nothing Grant Williams can do against him. However, I mean, go look at Bam Adebayo's game logs. He was like just bad in the first two games of the series. He had like mm -hmm. 18 combined points. So, and this is something that was reported on uh, Zach Lowe's podcast last week, which is just like the heat, privately have been telling bam like come on dude like this is not this is not acceptable like you are you are our guy we're riding with you you we we need more from you and uh in game three it looks like he took that message to heart and we'll see what happens tonight no doubt i think that that's that's the notion here davis um let, let's go through your lineup here because i want to start off with you have tyler hero in the captain spot here at 9300 there are some in miami davis who feel like hero shouldn't even be getting the minutes that he has been getting so this is interesting i want your thoughts on that wow bam is underpriced here 7800 tonight jalen brown is 9800 max Struess is 6800 tatum is the highest priced guy at 11,000, but that feels warranted i think you're probably right i think you're getting double what he did last game and then grant williams as you mentioned i think that's a smart call too regardless of Robert Williams playing 5,200 tonight. But yeah, I mean, Davis, you know, Hero is the one that's catching some fire here in South Florida. Just like kind of what's going on with him. And is he going to have one of those games like he had in the bubble a couple of years ago? I guess maybe tonight is that night. I guess that's what you're guessing. Um, so the the big thing with Hero is that the Kyle Lowry minutes, look, we all love Kyle Lowry. Great defensive player. Great passer. I don't know if he's got a spot in this series because they need more offense than they're getting. I think we saw the biggest evidence for that in game two when the Celtics just shot the heat out of the gym. And then even in game three, which ended up being a win for the Miami Heat. I mean, if Boston had not started slow in that game, Boston won Boston won every quarter other than the first quarter, right? They just happened to start really slow. The Heat, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they need more half-court offense. And Tyler Hierro is the team's best jump shooter. Tyler Hierro is going to force Boston to the, the most amount of decisions in the pick and roll because if Kyle Lowry or Gabe Vincent or Max Struess are running the pick and roll, the on-ball defender can just go under every single time, particularly on Lowry. I mean, going under on Kyle Lowry pick and rolls is like, it's just basic because he, he doesn't want to shoot three-pointers and he definitely doesn't want to shoot pull-up three-pointers, whereas... I mean, Hero can be having a bad game. I mean, he went four for 15 in game three, but he he doesn't care. 
I mean, and that is, and I mean that as a compliment, like not caring about missing your shots is like a really important skill set for these guys to have, because you don't want to miss three jump shots in a row and then completely change Mm -hmm. the way that you play. And I just think Tyler Hero is, is underpriced for the role that he plays on the offense. I mean, he had, he was tied for the second most three point shot attempts of the team in game three. And uh, I mean, you can get him a captain at 9,300. And, you know, I, I do wonder if, um, Oladipo's minutes are going to go down as the series increases because Hiero and Oladipo played the same amount of minutes in game three, but Oladipo just has really not been very effective, right? I mean, he's not been particularly good on defense, hasn't really been making any shots. And, uh, you know, to, to the credit of Eric Spolster and the Heat's coaching staff, like when something's not working, they will, they will change it up. They, if, if they see that a matchup is not working, they will flip on a dime, which I, I think is a huge compliment to them. All right, so that being said, tonight, Davis-Boston is minus six against Miami. I don't think that there's anything significant in terms of injuries that we could find out later today. I mean, Williams obviously is a piece and Lowry is a piece, but we're talking about a half point either way. And the odds makers essentially are saying that what we saw last game uh, is a little bit of a farce. Now, you know, clearly, Davis-Boston could win tonight by three, you know, and, and the Heat can still cover. Um but look, I, I feel like this series is going six or seven games. I don't know how. I still think Miami could win tonight. I think Boston could go to Miami and win. I don't, I don't think that changes anything. How do you see this game in particular against the spread? Well, uh, there there actually are a couple injuries that we could see swing things the other way. And, and I think the line is accounting for most of these guys playing. But Marcus Smart took a bad fall on his ankle in game three, went to the bench, got it taped up came back in. But I mean, all of us have rolled an ankle before, right? We know like when you have the adrenaline and you're kind of still in the Mm -hmm. flow, you can get up and start going. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, my ankle is swollen up to the size of a grapefruit. So I think there's a chance that Marcus Smart doesn't play here. And then also the knee inflammation thing with Jimmy Butler. It was, it was weird. You know, the, the heat PR tweets out, he's not playing in the second half. And then they tweet out that he should be available for game four. Again, I'm assuming the Jimmy Butler plays, but maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they're, they, the Heat have been doing this all all postseason, so it's kind of hard to tell what's real and what's not. But they are listing Struess, Lowry, Vincent, Tucker, Hierro, and Butler all as questionable. I'm assuming that all of those guys play. But also keep in mind, we are now to a point of the playoffs where it's every other day. You know, you're not getting a random three days mm-hmm. off, four days off here or there. So maybe one of those guys doesn't go. I I, I would be on Boston tonight. I, and I'm sorry to our, our, our South Florida viewers. I, ju- I do just think Boston is better. Uh, and they, they play the math game better, right? They just shoot more threes, more at the rim. But uh, I, I, I think either way, this, this should be a good game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great series. And, and I think we're headed to seven here. And I really hope we are <laughs> because the Western Conference, I mean, I don't know. Even if Dallas wins the next game, Golden State's probably going to you know, take one at some point. You just, I mean, in sports to come back down, being down uh, 3-0 or 0-3, whatever, it just, it, it just rarely happens. Usually the team sweeps, by the way, when they're up 3-0. All right, coming up next time for some evening baseball, we've got 24 teams, if I'm not mistaken, in action tonight. So two-thirds of the baseball slate. We've got some good options on the DFS for you. So stay on the grid. Davis and I will be right back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Those of you getting ready for tonight's evening slate in DFS, get out your DraftKings app because Davis is going to help you set a lineup tonight. Of course, I'll share my opinions on some of those players. But Davis, the headline this weekend, of course, were a lot of the rookies that got called up. The St. Louis Cardinals called up two of their young rookies and Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor. And then uh, we found out that Adley Rutschman, the first overall pick from a couple of years ago, also got the call, his first major league hit was a triple he's the top prospect in all of baseball and uh, providing dividends very early on and so not to spoil the reveal of your dfs lineup but i had a feeling we'd be going into this today with you plucking into those really low-priced rookies yeah i mean and this is uh something that DraftKings has not always done but is doing this year generally these uh these top prospects you know your your wander francos and and things like that generally they've just had them in the player mm-hmm. pool all season long and just have you know kept them at 4000 3500 whatever uh you know maybe they hired a new guy to do their algorithm or whatever but uh these top prospects this year are just coming in at the minimum salary so Ali Rutschman is the minimum salary uh Gorman is the minimum salary Bobby Witt was at the minimum salary for a while uh, you know, just so so I I'm enjoying this because there's no I mean, Craig, you know this about me. There is nothing I love more than the shiny new toy. I mean, I absolutely love the uh, the new guy that comes up, you know, your your Jared Kelnick's, your Julio Rodriguez's and, and, and things like that. So uh, really and really excited about these, pro- particularly Gorman, who is like a middle infielder with 35 home run major league power. Mm-hmm. I am I'm really excited to see him play. Yeah, lots of home runs, probably lots of strikeouts, but that's baseball these days anyway, so who cares? All right, let's go over some of the uh, lineups tonight. Here are the two pitchers that you could employ on DraftKings if you choose. We've got the New York Yankees, Garrett Cole. He is priced at 10500 Jose Barrios is 8500 tonight. So naturally, the Yankees are just – I know they lost yesterday, Davis, but they're having an unbelievable start to their season. And then uh, Barrios pretty fairly priced here at 8500 yeah, and Garrett Cole is definitely turning it around after a, a bad start to the year. Uh, uh, over 25 DraftKings points in all of his starts over the last month. Uh, remember, he, he started the year pretty slow, got beat up against Boston, and only made it through uh, one and a half innings against the Detroit Tigers all the way back in April. But I, he is he is pretty fully Garrett Cole right now. I expect him to be the most popular starting pitcher on this slate against the Baltimore Orioles, who, you know, they just have that that great combo of uh, not being able to score any runs and also striking out a ton. Just pretty much a, a streamer's, you know, uh, a streamer's delight. And then there are a lot of different ways, I think, that you could go with your second starting pitcher, um, you know, uh, Luis Garcia against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, you know, Alex Cobb is is sort of interesting. McKenzie against the Astros. I mean, there, there, there are lots of guys you could pick as your second starting pitcher today. I don't think any of them are particularly the best option, which is always kind of nice, you know, to get a mm-hmm. wide dispersion of ownership amongst those guys. I think Jose Barrios is uh, the right guy today. Uh, little boots on the ground take. It got cold here in St. Louis. It's about 65 degrees outside. Uh, it, it rained all weekend. I mean, it rained from pretty much Thursday afternoon to Sunday morning. So it is it is very cold here. I am, uh, which is not which is not the case in the Northeast. Funnily enough, it's been like 95 degrees in the Northeast. So I think that's going to have an impact. And and we saw a lower total for this game. Brios has been extremely up and down. He mowed through the Seattle Mariners in his last start, but the start before that gave up a bunch of hits to the New York Yankees. The start before that got absolutely blown up. Uh, with six earned runs against the Cleveland Guardians, but then handled the Astros before that, which I, I think is kind of just who 
Jose Brios is now. You know, remember, he was really, really good after the Toronto Blue Jays acquired him last year. But he just seems like kind of like a league average starting pitcher who you're going to use in good spots uh, and, 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 and great spots. But not, you know, you, you, you would not use Jose Brios against the Yankees or the Angels or the Dodgers at this point, which is fine. Uh, and, and I think we're getting a good price on him here at 8500 yeah, I mean, I think you hit it with him, and and that's really it. I mean, Seattle is just not hitting the ball at all. I think that they're in a pretty big slump in May. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you use him in the right spots where where his team is better than the other team, you probably have a good shot, but against a really good offense, probably not somebody you want to uh, use, I think, in DK. All right, let's uh, take a look at the infield. And tonight, as we mentioned, gave you a little bit of a spoiler preview. we got Adley Rutschman starting here, and he is min-priced at 2000 Ty France is 3700 Nolan Gorman, another min price at 2000 So you know we're going to spend big here for the outfield. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, Josh Donaldson tonight at 5200 And then Bobby Wood Jr. at 4700 Now, to be clear on Donaldson, here is where we stand. Uh, if you missed it over the weekend, Josh Donaldson made some comments toward uh, Tim Anderson that Anderson did not appreciate. This has been going back and forth now all weekend long. And uh, Donaldson has since said that he apologizes, but obviously uh, the comments are being taken very seriously, including by the commissioner's office who are reviewing the case today. So let's be clear here. If something should happen and they have acted previously, uh, Davis, in these situations, let's just tell all of our viewers and listeners that if Josh Donaldson is suspended for any particular reason, you do not want him playing in your lineup tonight. But that being said, let's go through the rest of the lineup. Yeah, so we do have our our minimum price rookies here, and just funnily enough, it did it did happen that they uh, they lined up against the starting pitchers that we're using. So Rutschman is up against Garrett Cole. Nolan Gorman is up against Jose Brios. I don't particularly care, uh, and I don't particularly care for for two reasons. The first being, uh, you know, it is so unlikely that these guys get through starts, you know, unblemished. Right? Garrett Cole can give up two home runs, and still get to 30 DraftKings points. Mm -hmm. Brios can easily grind to 22 DraftKings points, giving up, you know, two doubles to Nolan Gorman or whatever. Uh, and then also, you know, these guys are going to do work against the bullpens. Guys are not going deep into games. Now, Rutschman, uh, I definitely would warn you, extreme chalk. Uh, in the Sunday main slate yesterday, his first career start, he was 41% owned. That is, wow. I mean, that is about as high as you're ever going to get from – uh, you know, an outfield player, but I, I, again, I don't really care. I mean, he, he is going to project as like, I don't know, the, the fifth highest projected catcher today, and you're going to get a thousand dollar discount on him. And, and more importantly, you know, if Rutschman gets to 11 at $2,000 in salary, you're pretty likely going to need either a catcher who went nuts, you know, who had two home runs, 30 DraftKings points or something or Rutschman, just because of the combinatorics of how the lineups work. And then Gorman, I would not expect to be near as popular as I mentioned. The total for the Cardinals kind of low. Uh, the weather is cold here. He's got the difficult matchup. I think he'll be more like 8 9% owned. Um, so I'm pretty in on him. And again, because I, I'm good with, if I get 18 points from Brios, I think that's fine. Uh, and then Ty France and the Mariners in general, uh, I, just, I just like this matchup for them. Logue is, uh, or uh, uh, Marco, Marco, uh, Zach Logue is, he's like fine, right? He's a fine, you know, kind of league averages style major league pitcher. So I like these right-handed Mariners bats um, against him. Uh, Josh Donaldson, good matchup for the Yankees. You're right. He, uh, he might be suspended. We'll see on that. But Jordan Lyles, uh, one of the biggest gas cans out here on the slate. The Yankees have the highest implied team total of the slate. And then Bobby Wood Jr. I mean, look, it's uh, he's he's really the only good thing that the Royals have going right now. But it, it is happening for him. He is starting to consistently, you know, use the tools that he has. Uh, his um, you know, his exit velocity is trending up. His launch angle is trending up. Like all the things that we expected from him, which is uh, you know, it's it's probably kind of nice for him to basically have no pressure because the team around him is so bad. Like, it's not like he's going up there and like, wow, if I fail right now, like I'm going back down to Omaha. There's no reason for this team to send him down. They just had, they, they let him take his licks. And he was really bad for the first month of the season. Uh, I think he didn't get his first extra base hit until the third week of the season and didn't hit his first home run until a month of the season had elapsed. So I, I just, I just kind of like that. They're letting him hit his way into major league form and, uh, you know, of course, Zach Davies about as 
league average of starting pitchers you're going to find. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, with Kansas City, it's it's kind of rare to have a hitting coach fired this early into the season. They're the first team to do that. And, uh, you know, just basically everybody on the Royals not hitting. I mean, that's, I mean, to, to have it up and down the lineup with Merrifield and Santana and then Perez for the time, for now he's out, but Perez, I mean, that that's kind of why that happened. And so you're right, Witt is going nowhere. He's playing 160 if he can. You know, that's, that's going to be the deal with him. All right, let's take a look at the outfielders. So the big spend is going to be on Byron Buxton of the Twins tonight at 5,800. Nick Castellanos is going to be in the lineup every day for sure, at the very least, until Harper comes back in full. Uh, big win for them yesterday, by the way. And then Julio Rodriguez, 3,400. Again, Seattle, uh, very hit or miss with the bats, very inconsistent. But if there was ever a night to do it, this would be it. Yeah, I do. I do really like Seattle tonight. I like Julio Rodriguez. I, I like Ty France. And, uh, you know, the Mariners are are sort of interesting in that they uh, they have pretty wide splits righty versus lefty they are much much better against right hand or against left-handed starting pitcher i mean we see uh but but if you are looking to full stack them you know if you're looking to do the five-man stack they do have adam frazier jesse winker those guys bad in the top five even against left-handed starting pitching and i mean i will i'll tell you adam frazier and jesse winker are going to be like 0.07% 0.07% owned tonight against Zach Logue. But, you know, obviously, if they knock Logue out of the game early, you know, if Ty France hits a, uh, you know, a stand-up triple in the first inning and Julio Rodriguez follows that up with a home run, I mean, he's not making it out of the third inning. Then you get those guys against the bad right-handed pitchers coming out of the bullpen. And uh, Castellanos and Buxton, no-brainers for me tonight. All right, so there you go. That's the lineup tonight in Daily Fantasy over on DraftKings. Coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality. The number one team by far in the NHL this season is on the verge of being eliminated in the second round of the Stanley Cup final. Will that actually happen tonight? We will talk about that next. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. We got a little bit of breaking news here on the Heat Celtics game. We're going to get to that in just a second. First, make sure you are following us on Twitter, on social media at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread. Not to mention, if you have a question for us, fantasy or reality, send it to us. Tag us at Sports Grid at Sports Grid TV. If we like your question, we will use it on the show. All right, Davis, Heat Celtics tonight, and uh, it was just announced just a couple of minutes ago, Tyler Hero, the guard of the Miami Heat, who we just talked about in the DFS segment, uh, is not going to play tonight. So we have to replace the captain spot with someone else, and the Heat is going to have to find somebody else to shoot with Hero being out. I don't have any any uh, clarification on why, how, or what, but uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this we catching some fire here locally. So, I, I mean, I don't know if one thing has to do with the other, but he is not playing tonight against Boston. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna guess that we are just gonna be treated to the to, to the maximum amount of Max Struess tonight. Uh, I I think we'll probably see about 35 minutes from Kyle Lowry. If Jimmy Butler's knees can handle it, I mean, probably like 42 minutes of Jimmy Butler. I I don't really see how they get to like 110 points without Jimmy Butler, right? You know, it's not uh, well or Bam, right? I guess I guess the mm-hmm. other option would be a, a repeat performance of. Bam Adebayo. I, Bam will probably be the the most popular uh, captain on on DraftKings tonight because of the you know the extraordinary usage the other night. Uh, or or maybe you know I was just talking about them removing Oladipo from the rotation. Maybe Spolster goes the other way and says we just need someone who's not afraid to shoot. And Oladipo mm-hmm. is not you know not afraid to shoot. So just a, a steady diet of uh, Oladipo eighteen footers. I, I I mean I could see Oladipo. Uh, you know, having uh, a big performance in this game, but do do not envy the work that Spolster has cut out for him tonight, removing here from the rotation. Yeah, I mean, also keep in mind, look, I mean, Davis, in the end, heat up 2-1 in this series. They lose this one, they still go back game three. All they got to do is win that one to go up 3-2, and then they have a home game in seven. So anyway, something to consider tonight. Time for some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, it is happening once again in the NHL, which is basically expect the unexpected. It's pretty much the same thing every year in hockey. You could be the best team in the league, and that does not guarantee you anything. And in this case, it does not guarantee the Florida Panthers even getting out of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Believe it or not, Davis, they were favored yesterday, down 0-2 to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa Bay. No longer the case tonight. Back-to-back games for Tampa Bay and Florida. The Panthers are down to their last game, potentially, of the season after having the most wins in the regular season in the NHL. Fantasy or reality, Davis? The Florida Panthers will win tonight in Tampa and force a Game 5 back in Sunrise, not Miami. It is definitely they do not play in Miami, for those of you who have no clue. <laughs> Sunrise is where they play. Fantasy or reality? Uh, I'll go, I'll go reality just because I, I would like for that to be the reality. You know, I would like, uh, I would like for these playoffs to get extended a little bit longer and that's just kind of the nature of hockey, right? You know, I mean, one team dominates and then it just kind of swings back. It's, it's really, uh, hockey is probably the most high variant sport of the major leagues because of how low, uh, you know, the, the occurrence of the primary event goal scoring is, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of just takes one, right? Like uh, the Avalanche Blues game one, the Avalanche shot 80 times. Bennington had 51 saves, and they had to go in overtime to win that game. And then the Blues come back and storm them the other night. By the way, I, I my tickets have been secured. I will be there tonight. Mm. Avalanche oh, Blues cool. game four. I will be I will be in attendance. I am extremely excited for some playoff hockey. The playoffs have been uh, they've been pretty good up until this point. So I am uh, I am definitely excited. Yeah, anybody on my timeline, the the playoffs have been terrible. That's the way that it has gone. Uh, this series is over. I think the Panthers are losing tonight. They lost 5-1 yesterday. Um, very disappointing, Davis. The Panthers have essentially not been relevant in terms of just professional sports for about 25 years. And they had the best record in the league, and it, it just wasn't particularly close. They dominated all these teams. Now, there's some excuses being made a little bit, basically saying, oh, Tampa Bay, two-time cup champs, and they had to expect this going in. But Davis, they didn't. the Panthers did not play very well in the first series as well against Washington. So uh, disappointing, to say the least. I, I think it's over. I think they're out. And then I don't know what happens because I don't know enough about the situation, but I do. Th- I, I think Tampa Bay is going to win tonight. I had Florida winning the last game. I, and they, they were favored in the last game, too. Um I think, I think it's it's done tonight. Kind of sad. So the, the, at least Miami still has the heat going on. That's for sure. All right, let's go to Major League Baseball. Albert Pujols, of course, he's a pitcher. He's a hitter. Yadier Molina, by the way, Davis, I don't know if you saw this. He pitched yesterday in a game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's like this position player pitching thing is getting out of hand. Uh, I thought it was a novelty, not anymore. Uh, but Pujols hit also had two home runs over the weekend as well. So still chasing down 700. But we're going to focus on something different here. Fantasy reality, Davis, Albert Pujols will break Barry Bonds' record for the most home runs hit off different pitchers. This is in in the front view mirror here. It's going to take a little creativity. He hasn't been in the, in the National League for a number of years, again, so think about that. 
449 for bonds, 443 for pools. So it's got to be a minimum of seven home runs to break this off seven different pitchers. So I don't know. I'm doing some math here. Davis feels like it's got to be like, like, like 10, does it? I don't know. Fantasy reality. What do you got here? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say reality just because I, I have kind of been with pools. I have, and we remember we talked about this last year when the angels decided they were done with him. I just think the guy loves to play baseball and does not want to stop. And it just feels like for as long as that guy can get to the plate, there's going to be some team that will employ him at least part-time. I mean, and, and maybe this is his last year with the Cardinals. You know, maybe we, we get treated to a very sad photo of Albert Pujols DHing for the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Oakland Athletics next year, you know, making like $800,000 a year of salary. But it just feels like he is he's close enough to the precipice of a lot of these numbers that, and he really wants to chase them, which by the way, I think I probably would too. You know, if I was this great player, I think I would just hang on and hang on and hang on until my name was at the top as of as many records as my body would allow. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say reality just because that's kind of what I'm wish casting. Like that's just kind of what I, I want to have happen. It's, it's probably not exceedingly likely. Yeah, he's getting closer to seven, 700 home runs. So, I mean, that seems to be a possibility. I, I think he'll do this. Yeah, it seems reasonable. I, I don't think his next six home runs are going to be all off pitchers who he's never faced before. So I think this is going to require probably about 10. But I, I do think he'll do, he'll do it. And, and look, we're sitting here on May the 23rd. And on May 21st, Davis, this guy hit two home runs in a Major League Baseball game off, off pitchers. So that tells you he's still got something left. I, I think he's done, by the way, after the year. Um, you may be right. Maybe he decides, hey, you know what? I got 698 home runs. I want to come back and do it. Very possible. I won't rule that out. Yachty also said he's done after the year two. So we will see about all of that. But uh, I got reality here. I think he'll break that that number from Bonds. All right. Finally, let's go to a little bit of a war of words. I, I think somewhat on, on one side, though, if I'm not mistaken here. Mick Jagger going in a little bit on Harry Styles saying that he does not have the voice and the talent that I do. Of course, the Rolling Stones, believe it or not, still touring after like 150 years. I don't even know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. So I guess we asked the question today with a little pop culture as we end the show, Davis. Fantasy reality, you are interested in a Mick Jagger, Harry Styles beef. Fantasy reality. Uh, Fantasy. I, I did, And I know Harry Styles is very popular. Uh, he was in One Direction. Right. Uh, I, yes. I, that, that's that. Yes. Yeah. So he was in one direction. People love this guy. Uh, I think he's huge with the generation below me. I think like 18 to 25 year olds who like mm-hmm. grew up with like one direction kind of as their like big monolithic pop culture thing really like him. Uh, and I am certain that I have heard one direction and Harry Styles music. I, I with, uh, you know, with here on the clock, I, I don't think I could name one. Uh, I, I, when I, I actually just kind of was thinking about this the other day, there, there's just not really an opportunity for me to hear these songs because I don't listen to the radio and I don't really explore like the new music page on Apple music mm-hmm. either. Like only when artists I already like put out new albums, do I add new music into my queue? But for the most part, and I think this is true with a lot of people. I mean, I really do just listen to the music I listened to when I was a teenager, right? Same, I, you know, I, how many times have I listened to Enter the 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan? Like probably like 500 times, you know, more, right? And, and uh, even the, the newer artists that I would listen to, I probably found through old, so, so for example, like Drake came out when I was a teenager and then mm-hmm. finding new rappers would be like, Drake. Oh, Drake did a song with Jack Harlow. Drake did a song with X, Y, and Z. So it's like, I am, I am already becoming a boomer in my music taste. Now I do like the Rolling Stones, but I don't really care about, you know, Keith Richards or Mick Jagger's personal life. So I, I'm going to say fantasy. I am not interested in this beef. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess if I, I did not, see if if harry styles has a lot to say about mick jagger maybe i missed that in this in all this but like these have to be two two-sided you know you have to get both sides involved fighting like the whole nick saban thing with jimbo fisher like when when that starts happening that's when i'm 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 sort of engaged in this but 
I, I guess for me it is fantasy. And again, when I was growing up, the Rolling Stones were already like 20 years in, but they were still wildly popular in the 80s and the 90s. And I really never got into One Direction. So um, yeah, Davis, I think that this is kind of a, a fantasy for me. But but I, I mean, are there a lot of beefs in music? Like, I mean, the one that comes to mind always is like Tupac and Biggie, right? It was always like that East Coast, West Coast thing going on. But in general, is there like a lot of beef between artists? Like, is that is that a thing? I mean, it's like pretty big in rap music, you know, kind of because right. of like the Tupac. It's like it's like a big thing. Uh, you know, guys don't like each other. Uh, sure. Or or uh, what what happens a lot is like guys maybe like came up together and then have mm -hmm. some sort of disagreement after they get rich and famous. That's like pretty common. I, I can't say that I follow a lot of like current rock or pop music enough to know if that's common in other genres, but it's it's like pretty common in rap music. I, you know, like a lot of the Wu-Tang Clan members uh, don't like each other anymore, you know, because really? some of them, uh, yeah, like uh, like RZA, the guy who, who mm -hmm. was kind of the, yeah. the, 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 yeah, like kind of the, kind of the, the brain, Wu-Tang Clan was kind of his brainchild and he went to Hollywood and, you know, kind of tried to get into movies and things like that. And so he kind of big timed mm -hmm. like his buddies that he grew up with that he came up with. And so that is uh, like a constant source of uh, acrimony amongst those guys. So I feel like it's, it's, and maybe this is just true in all music where when you come from nothing and then end up being really successful, I feel like that's such a tumultuous life thing that it can lead to disagreements with your friends pretty easily. So is he not? Is RZA not touring with the Wu Tang when they're going tour this summer? Is that not, so? So now they're they're all they're all cool again, right? That's the thing. Oh, so now, okay. like that, like uh, it was a big thing in like the the mid two thousands, and then they came. They I, I want to say like two thousand eight. They all came back together and did an album after ODB gotcha. died, and they they got it all together again. Okay, good. Glad we got Wu-Tang information here on the show. That's the most pertinent for fantasy sports today. All right, coming up next, it's the Sports Grid 60. So stay on the grid for that. And don't forget, a new edition of Newswire coming your way. I'll be hosting that coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. Carlin Gay from the Sporting News will preview the NBA games. Our guests, of course, from Legal Sports Report and a whole lot more. Don't go away. Our Sports Grid 60s are next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As we wrap up our show today, don't forget to join us right here tomorrow for the latest on the Boston-Miami series in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's turn it over to Davis Maddock with today's Sports Grid 60. Nary a mention of the, uh, the final day of the English Premier League in the show. I thought Brett would sneak it in for me. 
Uh, it was about as dramatic as it gets. Uh, pretty much one of the best days in sports every year. Uh, all 20 teams play at the exact same time. And the both the winner of the league and the team that gets booted out of the league down to the second division uh, changed in about a 10-minute span at the end of the games. I mean, it was it was pretty breathless television. Manchester City scoring a goal in the 80th minute to secure their league championship and Leeds scoring a goal in the 90th minute, the very end of the game, pretty much the last kick of the game. Of course, an American head coach, Jesse Marsh, and an American player who played in the MLS with the winning assist. Uh, you could you could really say it was a goal worth about $100 million because that's how much teams get to stay in the English Premier League. So just a, a massive weekend for soccer. I missed some of it, but... I'm glad, Davis, you caught us up on that. (laughs) Let me catch you up on what's going on with Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. He leads the major leagues in home runs. He bet on himself before the season began, and it's very rare in sports to see a player of this caliber go into a season betting on himself and actually cashing in. Now, if you remember, Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees, went a little bit public saying they did make him an offer, and it essentially was not good enough. And how did Aaron Judge respond? He's responding by potentially winning the American League MVP. Last time we saw an MVP switch teams, of course, it was John Carlos Stanton going from Miami to New York. Could we have another one with Aaron Judge leaving New York, going somewhere else in the offseason? Unbelievable situation playing out in the Bronx, although they are having a great year, regardless of that. Thanks to LTN, of course, for Danny and Ryan and our producer, Brett Levy. For my co-host, David Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. We'll see you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. Until then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.